Welcome back to the Chris Gates Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, I'm super excited that you're here and I'm super excited to dive into a brand new topic here uh, on the podcast this week. Uh, This is a topic that I actually just wrote about uh, on my website. So there's a brand new article on my website, chrisgatesfitness.com. I will make sure to include a link to this article in the show notes of this episode, but the topic is going to be what foods are always good to have at home. I gotta be honest with you, this is a topic that I get constantly. I think a lot of people, and probably you included, know that you need to eat right, you know? Like you need to have nutritious foods in your diet, um, that there are certain aspects of your diet that maybe are more important than others, uh, where it be to control calories in some way based on your goal, getting in enough protein, getting in the right fruits and vegetables so that you're getting vitamins and minerals and all those healthy things uh, that can positively impact your health. We all know that we need that, right? Um, But I think there's a lot of confusion surrounding what foods exactly accomplish those things. Uh, You know, what what foods fit into your diet or should be in your diet that are going to help you get enough protein, the right carbohydrates, the right fats, what supplements do you need, all that type of stuff. So that's what we're going to break down in this uh, podcast episode today. So if you are watching on YouTube or listening uh, literally anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, uh, make sure you save this episode because there's going to be a lot of information that you're maybe going to want to come back and revisit. Um, And also if it's helpful for you to see these lists of different foods that we're going to go through, uh, you can hit that article link in the show notes. That's going to be super helpful for you as a reference point. And that might be something that you want to save as well. So we're going to dive into uh, a lot of good stuff. First off, we're going to get into, you know, need to know diet information for every fitness goal because everybody's goals are different. Your goals are different than somebody else's. So maybe you want to lose weight or build muscle. Maybe you just want to maintain or avoid weight gain, whatever it may be. Um, there's fundamental principles that apply to each one of those goals. So we're going to dive into just the basic information about what you need to know based on the goal that you have um, and make sure that you're focusing on the right things so that all of these different foods that we talk about can be plugged into your diet the right way. After we do that, I'm going to outline lists of foods, foods that are always good to have at home uh, for each macronutrient. So we're going to talk about the best protein sources to always have around, the best carbohydrate sources to have around, and the best fat sources to have around. And really, um, you know, it's going to be based on nutrition. So like what's going to provide your body with the best quality nutrition. Uh, But at the same time, you know, the concept of always having certain foods around, uh, foods that have longer shelf lives tend to be easier for you to always have them around because uh, you can maybe buy them in bulk or buy them once and have them just hanging out in the pantry, the freezer, the fridge, wherever it may be for an extended period of time. When you have a long shelf life, it's way easier to have that food around. So that's going to factor into the discussion as well. And we're also going to dive into supplementation. Um, You know, supplements are not food, uh, but for some reasons that we will talk about here later on in the episode, um, there are supplements that we know are impactful and the concept of having supplements around along with having a lot of 
types of foods around all the time uh, can provide you with some flexibility and some convenience that will help you continue to manage your diet in the right way. And so we'll talk about what those supplements are. Um, and then as always, you know, as we go through all these topics, I'm going to talk you through how putting this, you can put this information into practice uh, to, to clean up your diet, start making real meaningful progress and uh, hopefully make it sustainable as well. Cause that's always uh, part of it, right? You, you want to know what the right things are that you should be doing, but then uh, any type of large progress or, or impactful or dramatic progress that you can make typically comes from you being consistent for an extended period of time. It's That's typically required. So uh, we're going to dive into all that here really soon. Just before we do, want to remind you that uh, I am a online fitness coach. So I work with people all over the world to build muscle and burn fat, develop healthy lifestyle habits. Um, and uh, you know, if that's something that you think would be helpful, if that's something that you're interested in, um, you can always find more information about one-on-one -on -one online fitness coaching on my website, chrisgatesfitness.com. I'll make sure there's a link to that uh, in the show notes as well. Um, if at any point you feel like you would like a little bit of help uh, or like to just talk about what a program might look like for you, happy to, to dive into the details and, and learn more about your goals and how we might be able to work together. So uh, the way to do that is submit an application and I'll follow back up with you. Uh, otherwise, <clears throat> you know, if you're not interested in coaching right now, but you are interested in I guess the content that I put out and, you know, those, uh, the, the focusing on different ways to manage these fundamental principles of training and nutrition, uh, to work you in the right direction. I send out new content every single week to my mailing list. So if you are not on my mailing list, I would highly recommend that you do that. Uh, there'll be a link to that in the show notes and, um, it's super simple. Like I'm not going to sell you. I'm not going to spam you. Whenever I have a new article or a new podcast episode or both or something else, um, I will send it out to my mailing list. Uh, just to say, Hey, brand new content. It's free. I hope it helps. And, uh, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, make sure you are subscribed there. And then the last thing I'll say is, uh, you know, wherever you're listening to this episode, whether it be, you know, on like Apple podcasts, Spotify, audible, uh, iHeartRadio, wherever you can listen to podcasts is you could find this, uh, podcast. Uh, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review that helps the show get in front of more people. And that's the goal is to get people this free information, uh, that can really truly help you, uh, transform the pursuit of whatever goals that you may have. So if you can leave a rating, leave a five-star rating and review, that is super helpful. And, uh, it means more to me than you probably know. And it, it only takes about a minute or two to do it. So uh, appreciate you doing that. All right. With that said, let's get into the topic of the day, right? So we're going to talk about what foods are always good to have at home. And, um, you know, like I mentioned a couple minutes ago, I want to talk about just like what your goal may be first and foremost, before we dive into these different foods and, and why you should have them around. So um, typically there are three different main goals that people tend to have, right? You, you want to lose weight. It seems like most people want to lose weight, drop body fat. Uh, the, the second popular goal is to build muscle. Uh, and then some people just want to avoid weight gain, right? Like you want to maybe just more so establish healthy habits while keeping your weight within the same range of where it is right now. Um, so depending on whatever your goal is, the composition of your diet may look different. And we're going to talk about all these foods and they can all fit into your diet, but you know, the amounts and the, the types and the variations of the foods that you choose may be different based on your goal. Um, but in general, what we're talking about is consuming mostly whole foods, mostly nutritious foods. Uh, and that's the majority of, of what you're going to hear about as we get deeper into this episode. Um, whole nutritious foods, 
tend to be the foods that are richer in the nutrients that your body wants and needs, like vitamins and minerals. Um, they tend to be minimally processed. What I say is like, if you want to know what a whole nutritious food is, it's typically a food that's one ingredient. Like that's a super easy way to figure it out. So when you're looking at uh, chicken breast, what ingredients are in chicken? <laughs> it's chicken. Now, if you get chicken, that's highly breaded or you're getting it at a fast food place and they're adding a bunch of stuff to it, then more ingredients are added. But if you're just getting like a grilled chicken breast, the ingredient, it's one ingredient. Um, if you're eating white rice or brown rice, the ingredient is that rice. You, you see what I'm saying? Like these are whole nutritious foods. They tend to be one ingredient foods. Um, and in a lot of cases, they're high volume. So that means you can eat a large amount of them for fewer calories, which helps you feel full. And that's you know, the opposite side of what maybe a more processed food would look like, um, where there are more ingredients pumped into it, which pumps the calorie content up, makes it highly pal palatable. And then when it's super palatable, you want to eat more of it because it makes you think you're hungrier than they actually are. And then you really end up overeating. Like there's a lot that goes into it with when you eat more and more processed foods. Um, so with all of that said, Let's talk about those three goals really quickly just to rehash what is required if you want to lose weight, build muscle, or avoid weight gain. Losing weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. I've done tons of podcast episodes on this topic, so I'm not going to uh, belabor the point here. Quite simply, it means you need to eat fewer calories from food than your body burns each day. That's the only way to lose body fat. That's what you have to do. And like I said, if you want more information about what that means and how to do that, you can go to my website to learn more. Build muscle. You should probably be in a slight calorie surplus. I've also talked about this on the podcast, probably a little bit less than a calorie deficit, but a slight calorie surplus means you are uh, eating slightly more calories than your body burns, which is going to provide you and provide your body with the extra resources that it needs to recover, repair, adapt, and grow from the strength training that you're doing. Um, you also want to make sure that you're eating an adequate amount of protein uh, in your diet, <clears throat> and uh, that's going to help. You know, it, you, you stimulate muscle growth, and then you give it enough calories and protein that's going to allow your body to build muscle. Uh, third, avoid weight gain. Weight gain. Uh, to remain weight stable, it's all about figuring out your maintenance calories. And at the date of recording this podcast episode, um, if you go back one episode, I actually just did an episode on how to estimate your maintenance calories. I also just wrote an article on how to estimate your maintenance calories. So you can check that out to learn more. But it may, it, it's basically a, a set calorie number that on average will help you if you eat that many calories consistently uh, remain weight stable. So those are the basics there. Again, there's a lot of more information about each one of those on my website and in my podcast feed if you want to just scroll back to, to learn more. Uh, but the good thing is all of the foods that we're about to talk about are going to help you accomplish any of those goals. So uh, with that said, let's dive into what foods are always good to have at home and we can start with protein. Now, when it comes to changing your body composition, uh, protein really is the most important macronutrient in your diet. Yes, I mean, the most important thing is going to be your calories. Um, so we just talked about calories in, in relation to all those goals. Um, but like if you're eating enough protein, but your calories are wildly in the wrong direction, then you're not going to make the progress that you're looking for, or you're going to see subpar results. Um, so calories matter the most, but within the calories that you eat, I find protein to be the most important macronutrient in your diet. Um, so having high protein foods on hand 
is going to be really, really important for your health and the pursuit of the goals that you have. Protein is essential uh, and necessary for uh, building and repairing muscle tissue. Uh, it's also important for helping you maintain a healthy metabolism. If you want to lose fat, it's going to be very impactful uh, for that goal as well. Uh, so let's talk about some good sources of protein to make sure that you're including in your diet or always having on hand in a reg on a regular basis. So we can start with lean meats. You know, if you eat meat, I always encourage people to get the vast majority of your daily protein from, you know, animal protein. Um, so chicken, turkey, beef, pork, these are all excellent sources of protein. Um, you know, if you want to lose fat, having animal protein that's on the leaner side, so leaner cuts, uh, is going to be more effective for you. Uh, but whatever the case, these are easy to uh, access, right? You can buy them at any grocery store. They're easy to buy in bulk, you know, if you go to like a Costco or someplace like that. Uh, and you can store them, right? You can store them frozen. So, you know, something that I'll do typically is go buy uh, a bunch of uh, chicken breasts at a Costco and then bring it home. I'll cook some of them when I get home from Costco and the rest I will freeze them. And then I have not only prepared chicken in the fridge ready to go, I also have a couple weeks worth of chicken breast in my freezer. So then once I start to run out on the chicken that's already cooked, I can just cook some more. Makes it super simple. Um, so it's easy to store. It's easy to cook in bulk and store in bulk. And, um, you know, again, since protein is so important, this is kind of like really the first step. Uh, beyond that, fish is also uh, a really good source of protein, also omega-3 fatty acids. Um, so there's a lot of health benefits involved there. Um, some of my favorites to always have, salmon is one um, that I'll typically, I, I typically don't freeze salmon all that much. Typically, we'll just get it from the store, cook it, and then be able to eat it for a few days. Um, but shrimp is one that's easy to freeze. You can get tuna and, and have it be in pouches or canned, and there's a really long shelf life there. Um, cod is one that I like to buy frozen, actually. Just get cod fillets, have them in the freezer. Um, again, you can buy all of these canned or frozen, uh, and there's in either one of those varieties is going to be a pretty long shelf life. So there's another layer on top of the, the lean meats that we talked about where you're adding more protein sources to always have on hand at your house. Eggs are next, and um, you know you probably everybody knows eggs is a great. It's a great source of protein. Um, they're rich in vitamins and minerals, especially if you're eating the yolk, which I encourage most people to do. Um, <clears throat> you can cook them a bunch of different ways, which is nice because that's going to provide a lot of variety. So just because you get a couple dozen eggs, it doesn't mean they all have to be eaten the exact same way. If you can just mix mix up, uh, you know, the way that you prepare them, it can keep things interesting. If that's something that's important to you, and the shelf life is typically three to five weeks which means you can buy them in bulk, you know, if you're regularly eating eggs. Uh, the last two I have on the protein front are going to be snacks here. So number one is Greek yogurt. It's a great source of protein. It also has probi probiotics uh, in it. So that is going to help with digestion and whatnot. Um, and personally, this is one of my favorites because this is my late night snack every night. Uh, every single night I get about 20 to 25 grams of protein from Greek yogurt at the end of the day. The protein in Greek yogurt is actually more of a slow digesting protein. So uh, it's, it's very good to have as a late night snack because then as you go to bed and are sleeping throughout the night, with it being slower digesting, uh, it's a more beneficial source of protein for your body if you're also training hard and wanting to recover from that training and maybe build muscle. Um, it's, it's a really great option. Um, so 
Greek yogurt is is fantastic. Uh, it typically has a, a decent shelf life as well, which is actually, it's something I buy in bulk. I get that at Costco too. And uh, when I buy it, it typically, the ex- expiration date is typically not for a couple months. So it lasts a while. Um, and uh, you know, it's something that you can get a decent amount of protein in as a nice tasty snack and also not run up a ton of calories. The last one I have is cottage cheese. And I'll admit this is not my favorite. It's not one that I actually <laughs> ever have on hand. Um, I've never been able to handle the texture of it, but many people love it. And it's very similar to Greek yogurt in that you can get a solid 10 to 20 grams of protein for a low amount of calories with a nice snack. Um, and, uh, you know, if that's something that sits well with you, it's a tasty option. So those are the main protein sources that I have, uh, in my list of foods that are always good to have at home. And, um, you know, you don't have to have all of these, but if you have, half or most, you are going to have everything that you need on a week-to-week basis to be able to get enough protein in your diet. All right, let's get into carbohydrates. That's second on the list. And carbs are normally one of the biggest culprits that get people uh, in trouble when it comes to the foods that you have at home because so many snacks tend to be high in carbs. That's just, you know, how it works. I mean, think about like chips and and pretzels and popcorn and stuff like that. Um, Carbs aren't inherently bad, but many snack foods that have a ton of carbs in them tend to be highly processed, tend to be highly palatable. And I mentioned this a little bit, uh, a bit earlier in the episode, but when you have that combination of highly palatable, highly processed, that typically means uh, is a food that's very easy to overeat. And then you know, that can lead to obviously problems with the type of progress you want to make with your health or your fitness goals. Um, so you get them to, to go back and say, like, they're not inherently bad. Um, you're going to get the most benefit out of carb sources by having nutritious carb sources on hand that are going to help fuel your body, support the goals that you have. To be clear, I also have a lot of those carb sources at home that are processed. Like I eat a lot of snack crackers and pretzels and chips and stuff like that. Um, but I make them a smaller portion of the overall foods that I have every day. And that's what I would encourage you to do. I'm never going to tell you, and I never tell any of my clients. Well, actually, let me put it this way. One of the things I tell every client that I work with when we get started working together is that I am never going to tell you that there are foods that you cannot eat And I'm never going to tell you that there are foods that you have to eat because I think that's the most sustainable way to approach this stuff. I think it's important to include some of the foods that you enjoy on occasion because that's going to make your diet more sustainable and more enjoyable. Um, So with that said, let's dive into some carb sources that, you know, would be considered whole and nutritious and support the goals that you have. Uh, The first one that comes to mind for me is potatoes, Uh, whether they're white potatoes or sweet potatoes. I don't think it really matters. Like there are some, some intricate differences between the two, but I think if like you like one or the other of those, um, it's both options, white or sweet potatoes have high, uh, mineral content in them, high vitamin content in them. They're high in fiber. Um, the, really the big difference, uh, to me is that sweet potatoes have more of the complex carbohydrates, but I don't know that it's that that big of a deal, to be honest with you. Um, and the cool thing about potatoes is it's another one where the shelf life is long. So you can store them for up to several months, uh, as long as you, you got, you know, a pantry that's, uh, you know, temperature controlled. Um, so it's easy to always have them on hand and they're easy to cook. And it's another thing that you can cook in a bunch of different ways. Um, rice is number two, and this is a personal favorite of mine. If I could 
recommend any one type of rice to you. It would be basmati. That's my favorite. And I always have the huge Costco bags of basmati rice uh, hanging out in my house. I typically always have one in the pantry uh, that I'm pulling from. And then I have another one downstairs in storage because I I really worry about ever running out of basmati rice. Funny story, actually, when uh, the pandemic hit in 2020, you know, people just started hoarding so many things that like Costco ran out of basmati rice. And uh, I think ever since then, I've always been worried about not being able to get some. So I've always had an extra bag in the basement. But I remember they didn't have any basmati rice. And so I was looking on like Amazon to get a bag of basmati rice delivered. And it was like 90 bucks for one bag. I didn't do that. And luckily, I was never fully out of rice. But uh, yeah, a great one to have on hand. It could be white rice or brown rice. Doesn't really matter. Again, it's kind of like the white or sweet potato debate. I think if there's one that you enjoy, just go with that. Brown rice is not going to be like, I think there's this like, this misconception that brown rice is so much more nutritious and better for you than white rice. And I just not found that to be the case. There's maybe a bit more nutrients in it, maybe a little bit more fiber, but like, it's not that big of a difference. So, uh, whichever one you like, I think it's a great one to have at home. Buy it in bulk. Um, it's simple. It's a simple carbohydrate source for your body to break down and utilize. And again, it's very versatile because you can add it to different foods, prepare it in different ways, uh, to keep things interesting. And like rice lasts forever. It's like six months to several years, depending on the brand and the, and the ver- the type of rice that you buy. So long shelf life and uh, always a good one to have on hand. Up next, quinoa. So this is a favorite carb source of mine, and and I don't eat it nearly as much as rice, but I do love quinoa. That's you know from a texture perspective very similar. It's also high in protein though, which is cool. It's a, it's higher in protein than some of the different rices that you can get, and rice does have protein in it. But quinoa is high in protein. It contains complex carbohydrates. It has a decent amount of fiber in it. And like I said, it's super versatile. Um, so it's something that you can store for a long period of time. And maybe if you want to switch off from rice to something else, quinoa is a great option. Oats are really good as well. Um, so, you know, whether it's going to be for breakfast or if you want to have a snack later in the day, a lot of people overlook oats. Um, and a lot of people don't, I think, realize how much protein is actually in like steel cut oats. I know we're talking about carbohydrates, but it's another one where it comes with a decent amount of protein. Um, so oats are a great source of complex carbohydrates, has, like I said, protein, has some fiber in there. It's a really good option to have around. And then lastly, this is a no brainer, but fruits and vegetables, like you should be taking advantage of the vitamins, minerals, anti- antioxidants, all the things that are in fruits, fruits and vegetables. You should have some servings of both every day because you're an adult, you're not a child, okay? So make sure you're getting this in your diet. And a lot of people overthink, well, what type of fruit sh- do, is the best? What type of fruit should I be eating? Or like, well, I heard this one vegetable is the best, but I hate it. It doesn't taste very good. It doesn't matter, okay? It does not matter what fruit or vegetable you eat. So pick the ones that you enjoy, because if you enjoy them, you'll eat them more. I don't know if you're noticing a trend here. You'll eat them more, and that'll benefit you more over time because you'll be consistent with fruits and vegetables and getting the benefits of eating those foods, okay? So keep them in your diet. Pick whichever ones you like. Some of my favorites, Honeycrisp apples. We always have pears on hand. I love broccoli. I know I'm weird. I love broccoli. Spinach is really good. Berries, like literally any type of berries, uh, citrus fruits. You can't go wrong with whichever ones that you like. So just incorporate the ones that you like and uh, it should be all good.
All right, let's move on to the third macronutrient, which are fats. Uh, many people, I think, associate fat with weight gain because like, well, you don't want too much body fat. So if you eat fat, that means you're going to get fat. <laughs> it's not really the case. Again, your calories are what determine whether or not you lose or gain weight. Um, but there are, you know, fats that can be more beneficial or more essential for building muscle and burning fat and just fueling your body in the right ways. Um, healthy fat sources are actually necessary for the function of your body. So when we're talking about your brain, your heart, your hormones, your other organs, like you, you need an adequate amount of fat in your diet. Um, and, um, you know, fat sources are also good for complementing a lot of the other foods that we already mentioned when it comes to protein sources and carb sources. So even if you're trying to lose weight, okay, adequate fat intake is crucial to support your health. And I can speak from exam, uh, from, from experience with this, um, because, you know, I, I back in the day, uh, probably 10, 10 to 12 years now, um, had just a really unhealthy relationship with food and a really, really bad knowledge base regarding what is, how you should actually be eating and what actually is, is needed. And, and I believed in that, well, fat will make you fat thing. So I ate such, such low uh, amounts of fat on a regular basis that I was like dizzy all the time and didn't know why. And now looking back, um, you know, I, I realized I was actually like really hurting my overall health by abstaining from, from any type of fat sources. So would really encourage you to make sure you're getting an adequate amount. Um, and, and if this is helpful for most men, I say, you know, whatever your daily calories are, try eating about 25% of those calories, have them come from fat. Um, and, uh, for women, it would be a little bit higher. I would say like 33 to 35% of your daily calories coming from fat. Uh, women do have a bit more of a, a need for that. Um, and, um, and see how that works out for you. Typically that that's a really good place for you to be in. One gram of fat has nine calories. So you can kind of, you know, do the math, but, um, let's dive into some healthy fat sources that can be really good for you and, you know, are easy to have on hand all the time. Um, avocados. So a personal favorite, admittedly of all the foods that I'm talking about in this entire podcast episode, this is the one that doesn't really have a great shelf life, but you can buy like one or two at the grocery store each week when you go to the grocery store and then just eat them throughout the week in whatever way makes sense. And that typically works out really well. There's healthy fats, there's fiber, there's vitamins in avocados. Um, so just grab one or two and find creative ways to incorporate them in your diet. We love Mexican food and Mexican style food. So we normally find ways to, you know, work those in uh, semi-occasionally. Nuts and seeds are actually really good. So these are ones you have to be careful about, especially if you want to lose weight because the, the, the fat content is high and it can add up and, and really, to, you know, your calories can go up in a hurry. So make sure that you're measuring things out and just portioning it the right way. Um, but nuts and seeds, they're rich in healthy fats and they got some protein in there. They got some fiber in there. Um, so some good ones are like almonds, walnuts, uh, chia seeds, flax seeds are also things that you can kind of mix into different foods or, or shakes or anything like that. Um, the shelf life is really long for these foods. So that's a super easy one to always have on hand. Um, olive oil. It's a great oil to cook with. 
Uh, again, it's another one where the, the calories can add up really, really, really quick. So you have to make sure that you're measuring it out. Uh, but it, it, it's got the healthy fats. It's rich in antioxidants. Um, and it lasts forever. If you just get a jar, keep it on the counter, use it occasionally, you know, it, it can always be part of your diet. Coconut oil, pretty much the same thing. Um, it's not going bad anytime soon. You can cook with it occasionally. It's going to last you two years or more. You, it, you will use all of it well before it could ever run out of shelf life. Um, fatty fish. So we're back to fish. Talked about this a lot in protein, but fish like salmon, mackerel, um, fish that are higher in fat content provide a lot of the healthy fats that your body can utilize. And fatty fish is also going to have a decent amount of protein. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone there. Um, uh, you know, has the, the omega-3 fatty acids, which are really good uh, for, for your overall health. And um, you can buy them fresh, eat them right away, or grab it frozen. We already talked about that before, but uh, it's a great fat source. And then red meat, I, a personal favorite of mine. You know, having some ground beef on hand all the time, that's one that I like to freeze. Sometimes we'll buy steaks and eat one steak, but then freeze the rest of them. And then always have them. Again, always have them in the freezer to pull out and eat when, uh, you know, when the mood strikes and, and when it's the right time. Um, but they tend to be very high in vitamins and minerals along with protein. So it's another one where you can kind of cross multiple items off the list and uh, an easy one to always have on hand, uh, which is helpful. And that's the theme here, isn't it? Okay, lastly, let's talk about supplements. And I don't think this list is complete until we do talk about supplements, even though the topic here is about the foods that you should always have at home. Um, but supplements are are part of the equation for, for most people. Most people who have a fitness goal are, you know, either taking supplements or aware of them and interested in some way. So to be clear, you do not need supplements, okay? That, that is... 100% true. Supplements are called supplements because they're supplementary. They're intended for your use if you have trouble getting in certain nutrients. So like if, if, if you see a gap where you can't get a lot of, or you need to eat a certain amount of protein and you really struggle to get all of it from food, you can go to a protein supplement. That, that's what they're intended for. Um, so they can be super helpful to have them on hand just in the off case that, you know, you have a weird day or, you know, you, you have something going on in your life where you're not able to get all the nutrients that you want or need, and you can use a supplement to fill the gaps. So it's always good to have some of these at home. Most supplements though are crap. They're not necessary. So I, what I'm going to detail for you are the three that actually matter. Okay. And, uh, I've written other articles on this and I'm sure I've done a podcast episode or two, but the good options that I think are always good to include, number one, a whey protein powder. It's convenient. It's effective. Uh, you know, if you, if you have a day where like at the end of the day, you're trying to get to 180 grams of protein and you're at 160, what do you do? Well, the easiest thing you could do is just put a scoop of whey protein and some water down it really quick. And then you got all your protein for the day. <clears throat> like that's a great way to utilize a supplement to reach the goal that you have. It, th th and the flip side of that would be the wrong way to do it is to have five scoops of protein throughout the day, get all your protein that way, and none of it from any whole nutritious food, because then we're not really prioritizing like all the health benefits that you can get throughout the day from eating the right foods, right? So whey protein, great one to have on hand. Um, it is a milk-based protein. If you have like a lactose issue or something like that, you probably have to go uh, to uh, a, a different variety of protein. If you're vegan and you don't eat meat, you know, it's, since it's a milk protein, it comes from a cow, then you might need to do a vegan protein. Whatever the case may be, have a protein powder at home. Number two, creatine. 
There is no supplement that's been more heavily studied, more proven to be effective than creatine. So if you regularly work out, it's one that I would encourage you to have on hand just because there's a ton of benefits from a training perspective. We're also learning <clears throat> that there may be a lot of additional potential health benefits uh, of which I am not <laughs> smart enough to speak on. Um, but uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of emerging research that shows that creatine may benefit us in other ways. And lastly, caffeine. So you may not consider this a supplement, but by nature it actually is. You don't need caffeine. I think most people have caffeine though. Um, and uh, I think you know you know the benefits of caffeine, right? If, if you've had it and it makes you more energized, more alert, more focused. So it's good to have caffeine on hand and that could be from your morning coffee or it could be a pre-workout supplement that you take before your workouts. Just having some type of caffeine on hand tends to be beneficial for most people. And this is kind of a no-brainer, and I think most people already have this on hand, so it's of anything. If you have nothing else on this list, you could probably check caffeine off the list and say, hey, all right, I got one. I got one of the most important things to have at home, and that's caffeine. So um, that's going to round out the list of supplements. Beyond that, it's really like person-specific, uh, what you need, what you want, what you like, what you prefer. It's all up to you, but I don't think there are any must-have foods that are always good to have at home, supplements that are always good to have at home. I think those are the only three that... I can really confidently recommend. So that's the list, and I hope that's helpful. The last thing I wanna talk about before we wrap things up here um, is just the, the topic and the concept of meal prep uh, and meal planning, okay? Because you know, if you're going to all of this effort to make sure that you have the right foods at home all the time, um, you need to make sure that you're utilizing them, right? You need to make sure that, I mean, it's one thing to have all the foods on hand, but if you never cook them or if you can't do it consistently, then, you, you know, it's not, it's not wasted effort to have them at home, but like you're just not making the most of the situation. So whatever foods from this list that you end up choosing, I want to make sure that you're also building a little bit of time into your weekly calendar to plan and prep your meals. Scheduling one to two meal prep days a day, meal prep days a week, um, is often super helpful. Uh, you know, it, a lot of times, like a lot, a lot of people I work with, Sunday is meal prep day, right? And in an hour or so, if you do things the right way, you can whip up a bunch of nutritious protein and carbs and fats that are going to serve you well for at least a few days. Um, and then, you know, you can use that meal planning time, that meal prepping time to make sure the composition of your diet fits to the goals that you have. To go back to those goals, if you want to lose weight, you would typically probably prep leaner foods, like of all the foods that we talked about, some of them were higher in fat, some of them were lower in fat. The leaner ones are probably going to support your goals better. If you want to build muscle, if you want to burn fat, you can focus on preparing the high protein options because that benefits your body composition uh, in a lot of ways. And then with supplements, you know, if you're doing this meal planning and meal prepping, you're going to, by nature of doing this, have a, a, a good idea of what your week looks like on the nutritional front. And then you can kind of step back and say, okay, do I see any gaps? And if you do see gaps, then maybe there's an opportunity to even plan in the use of your supplements throughout the week. Um, so, you know, the, the effective strategy that I find is to plan your meals for the week in advance, prep and portion them on the weekends, and then Everything during the week is already put together in your fridge, ready to go. Um, it saves time. It helps ensure that you have the healthy, nutritious meals ready to go throughout the week. And again, that you're utilizing uh, all of these foods that are good to always have at home 
as much as you possibly can. So uh, I hope that helps. I, I did enjoy putting this article uh, on my website together and then this podcast uh, episode. And uh, like I said, there's a lot of links in the show notes of today's episode. So uh, definitely dive in there uh, to learn more. You can head over to my website to read this article. And um, you know, if there's ever anything I can do to help uh, you, even if it's you just have questions or if you are interested in coaching, uh, I would love to connect and connect and talk more. So uh, don't hesitate to reach out if you need anything. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I loved putting it together for you and I'm looking forward to coming back uh, with another one next week. But until then, thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon.